Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of Humanize Your Workplace. Today, we're joined by Deb Kleiman, who has been in the human resources field for almost 30 years and is currently the Vice President of Human Resources at Sabre Systems, Inc. Throughout Deb's career, she has worked for companies ranging from a startup business to a Fortune 10 public corporation. Deb has also enjoyed the role of entrepreneur, starting her own recruiting business that ultimately transitioned into her role at Sabre Systems. Deb has also held various volunteer roles with the Greater Valley Forge Human Resources Association. Deb is an advocate for veteran hiring and spoke on several panels to promote the transition of military personnel to corporate careers. She currently serves on Campus Philly's Corporate Advisory Council and previously served on Arcadia University's Career Advisory Board. She holds a bachelor's degree in business administration from Arcadia University and has completed the Michigan Ross School of Business Strategy HR Planning Executive Education Program. Hi, Deb. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited that you're here. Hi, Alyssa. Me too. I'm really glad to be able to have an opportunity to speak to you and the rest of the HR group here. What I love to kick off our conversations with is for you just to share a little bit about your career and, and what you're working on. I know you have so many hats and are doing incredible things with your organization and with our community too. Okay, so my career ended up starting because I'm gonna say really a really great supervisor who um, looked at what I was doing and said, I really feel like you should be in human resources. And at the time I was a continuing ed, I was going to school in the evening for, it was management information systems at that time. He was going for an MBA and he had an HR class. So it starts out with something like that. I ended up, um, you know, after that position, I really started being an HR department of one because I knew what, where I wanted to go. Um, after that, I went to Verizon Wireless, had a great career there. Um, with being, was the Philadelphia Tri-State Region um, HR Manager, and that was really, really a neat job. Um, after my Verizon Wireless and Verizon days, then I started my own business, and I did that for one year, reconnected with that same boss, and he was one of my clients at the time when I had my own business, and ended up being um, recruiting for the position that I ended up taking, which is, you know, the head of human resources at Saber Systems. And I've been here for 12 years. That's incredible. And it's so funny because I hear similar stories fairly often in terms of HR. Of It was a mentor that thought I would be great in this area. It seems like it's not always something people think about and have somebody come in and see those skills and traits, which is so interesting and neat to hear. And I hope that I've done that to other people or for the other people as well. Um, you, you started to say in reference to the community, I know that you know that I'm really active with Greater Valley Forge Human Resources Association. But what I've been able to do is meet up with different students that are HR students, um, have a great relationship with Arcadia University, 
Greater Valley has a great relationship with Villanova and just being able to speak to, in this case, it's either students or people that are new to trying to get into HR and basically help them navigate their careers. So I feel like, you know, someone really, and multiple people, I've had some fantastic supervisors in my past, um, but they've been able to do that for me and I try to do the same thing. And I know you do that. I remember um, one of the events I was speaking at, just seeing, I don't want to say the students gravitating toward you necessarily, but it's, here's this person and they're working on this. And they just kept saying, Deb, it's helped me so much. And we're working on these different things. It was very cool to see because it's not something that you have to do. It's something that you want to do and you want to give back, which, which you don't always see from people. So I, I very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, kind of building off of this, even just getting to know you over this time, I really have been impressed with how you build relationships with people, because I think that you take the time to ask questions and you find their interests and then you make a point to follow up, which I don't think everybody does. It's they get the ball rolling and they have the conversation, but they don't always follow up and see how things go. Was there a person or experience that influenced you on how to build these relationships and how to have these conversations and it might be that mentor that you talked about before or it might be somebody else yeah i think it was actually um another supervisor or and again he was starting his own company and he had in mind um again that i would be and i was the hr department of one but i, I remember watching him because the way that he you know when he, he was a startup and the way that he was doing that and and basically as we would have different people come to the office it, it was just probably his way but also i really think my job as a recruiter with Verizon Wireless, um, because what we used to do is we used to go to all these national career fairs. So it would be the diversity career fairs and the college recruit, recruiting events and all of these different things. And I think that had a lot to do with it as well. It was always being excited to meet new people and knowing that that was just, you know, something that was one part of your job, but at the same time, I really enjoyed it. It's so funny that you said that because I never made the connection. I used to work in a college admissions for a graduate program and travel all over to do those fairs and never thought about, oh, this might have been my start way of thinking of how to build connections and relationships because you're doing it quickly and somebody coming up to your table really fast and you have to build that connection for them to want to apply, whether it's your school or the organization and they're building the connection with you and kind of connecting that to the organization as the first point, which is so interesting. It's, I never connected those dots until just now, <laughs> which is cool. And I'm curious because I think sometimes communication and relationship building doesn't come naturally. Not everybody is going to want to travel to those events, stand at the table, talk to people that they don't know, or just talking with employees they don't know. How... How do you do that? How do you, is there any tricks that you have for small talk or remembering the details of, of people's lives? Are there tips or strategies that you have? I joke that I feel like I remember people as a resume mm. and in the, it's not their name because I can't tell you that I'm good at that, but it's everything about them. I will be able to remember the college that they went to, the major that they were, the, um, the couple of the jobs that they had, 
and something that they said, you know, when I met them. And so I think those types of things, and they always come out. Um, it's, it's just something that it has always been. Um, my husband, my son, they, they joke about it too, but I really feel like that that is it. It's almost like seeing someone like a resume because I'll say, oh, I remember that you, you know, you worked at um, PwC or you ended up doing this and, and it might've been a conversation or, hey, how is your, your daughter? I know that she was at Penn State, you know, did she graduate um, with that um, BS in electrical engineering? <laughs> So do you almost visualize it as a piece of paper? Excuse me? Do you almost visualize it as a piece of paper? I don't know. I feel like it's the conversation. I remember the conversation that I had with them, but I wish I could remember the name. <laughs> that's, that's what I struggle. And some people will have mnemonic devices and some very good with faces. I'm almost the same. I could tell you somebody's life history, but sometimes that name just escapes me. Have you found any exactly. tricks to get the name? No. And so I'm open to that as well. <laughs> and the only thing I have, I've heard, well, one of the mnemonic devices is to remember, but I have volunteered myself to work at a setup table when, or when people are coming in to get the name badges and then trying to see what either name badge they have, or can you spell your last name again for me? And then I could find their last name and then go from their first name. So I'm I'm trying, it just has to get it to stick is the, is the issue. <laughs> That's the secret, right? The secret sauce. And I'm curious too, because this, not only is it tricky, but not everybody has this buy-in of the relationship skills. And I think for so long, you know, people are looking for you to have these hard, these concrete skills in certain areas and can think about this as really fluffy and not realize how, I think how important they are. Can you even share with us an experience where you were able to use this skill set? And I know I'm sure you've done it for sponsorship or getting something across within your organization. So it might not be the numbers that sell, but your ability to build relationships and connections that got your idea sold or got sponsorship or anything like that. Okay, the one that I'm most excited about is um, at the Urban League, I meet um, someone and I, we build a relationship with, um, it was Urban League and um, Sabre Systems, and it had to do with um, an event where we would be um, working with veterans. And that was very, very common, you know, again, especially at Sabre Systems when we have a really large veteran base. But what that ended up leading to for one year was um, helping with certifications for those veterans, which were professional certifications. That very next year, that same Urban League contact, myself worked together with Arcadia University and we did exactly the same thing, but it was with students. And again, this is February, it is right before COVID. What I was so glad is that those students, and we worked with the professor because the um, woman from Urban League said, do you think that we could get a meeting with the professor? Yes, we definitely can. I, I know that we can. So we went in, we talked to the professor, we got everything worked out. Those students ended up um, getting, you know, like help from the professor, getting ready for the certification, ended up taking that certification and at no cost to them. So that was a really big deal. And it was right at the time of COVID. Some of them were seniors last year. Can you imagine 
graduating as a senior and having that certification or even some of them were juniors. So I really feel like that's probably the best example of that. And it, it just worked out beautifully. Campus Philly um, definitely um, jumped on that as well. They interviewed the, one of the students um, who was able to take advantage of it. Just all good stuff. This is so interesting to hear because it's hard sometimes. Have you noticed or have heard people that thinking that it's fluff or, you know, or how do you even gauge that when you're interviewing people to see if they have that relationship building skill? Because I think that's just as important. I mean, yes, you need these concrete skills, you need certifications and things to be good at your job. But I, sometimes I think this gets looked over a little bit, the ability to build relationships and communicate and connect with people. But that whole connection, I still feel like even in an interview that can come out. And I am one of those people that still behavioral interviews. And so it's just because I want to know, you know, basically something that they did in the past that they might be doing in the future. It might be the idea of what interests them. You know, I talk about what position, um, you know, interest you the most and what position didn't. And then you're able to have those conversations because the technical manager will get under the nitty gritties in reference to the technical side of it. And I guess I'm trying to understand the person more, but with that technical person being in that interview as well, they're able to hear all of those stories too. And I think that's important because they're understanding the person besides the background and the professional and the, um, you know, the um, technical side, they're able to understand the person as well. And I like the question, I don't think I've heard somebody use it before of which position interests you the most and which position doesn't. I think that pulls out some stuff too from even the dozen, I don't like these things or I'm not interested. I never heard it spun like that. Are there other questions that you like or your go-to behavioral questions? I have one question and everyone always reacts to it. And it's my very last one, which is I always say, so, in order for you to get ready for an interview, you did a bunch of different things. You talked to the recruiter, you um, researched our company on the website, you probably looked myself up, you looked up the hiring manager and you know other people from Sabre Systems, et cetera. But what was the question that we didn't ask that you prepared for? What's the question and what would your answer have been? And they always like laugh at that and then they, and then they talk about it. So it's something that they, you know, really might have spent time on it because they thought it was super important and they thought that it was going to be asked. So I feel like that's my go-to question. Because to me, that even shows your relationship. I know that you invested time. I know that you invested, you know, all of this research to get to know us. What do you, what do you want to get out? <laughs> we didn't have the chance to ask. And I've almost heard it's fun the other way too, when somebody asks, what questions do you have? It's the, what questions should I be asking or what questions should I ask that other people ask that I'm not? And that's an interesting spin to it too. I mean, yeah, I'm so curious always about, um, you know, when people are interviewing for different roles and positions. And I like how, yes, you're in human resources, but you also, you put on that hat of I'm not sure of these technical things. I know what degrees, what certifications and all that they need. That's not my role to find that, engage that out. Um, it's like the nth degree, yours is, who are you? What do you bring in a bigger perspective? 
Yeah, it definitely is, though, because they're able to um, get out all of the different things that are, are really important to them. You know, that's when you hear their stories. That's when you hear, you know, something that, you know, I was really hoping that you would ask about when I was president of National Society of Black Engineers, you know, something like that, because you know that there's a story, they're proud of it, and you want them to be able to, you know, talk about their role. And so they're able to do that, which is cool. And sometimes they might have been able to use that story before, but weren't able to connect the dots to, oh, okay, this could answer that. So giving them the opportunity in here, <laughs> there's your, your tray to do it. And I'm, and I'm curious, so when you're, you're interviewing and then people are actually hired for the role, so you've then brought into somebody into the organization or even thinking about SHRM, what do you typically do to make them feel welcome or, or get them up to speed? Are there things that you talk about to make them feel valued and heard or things that you, or you can even flip it if there were things that you wish, kind of how you did with your question, that you wish people have done for you to make you feel part of the organization, to make you feel like you're valued? Okay, so when you started to talk about um, SHRM, so our SHRM chapter, Greater Valley Forge, um, one of the things um, we get to do as board members, we had a couple of um, tickets that we were able to invite someone. So I, I would, you know, do that. I would invite someone. And, and again, it was like, you know, two tickets, um, you know, a year or something like that. And so I made sure that I met that person, um, was able to sit next to them, was able to introduce them and all of those things. And I know that um, one of the um, the women right now, and she is going to be an absolute um, senior leader uh, for Greater Valley. It was, and, and the other thing we do is we make it obvious because they have some sort of dot on their name tag. And so it's, you know, you know, really that they are, um, you know, considering or they're new or that type of thing. And I met, you know, I saw that, went up to her and was just um, talking to her. And I love when I, of course, I've recruited her to be um, part of, you know, one of the different areas for Greater Valley. And now, again, she's, you know, going to be have a very, very senior leadership role um, for Greater Valley. So I love that type of thing where you can almost see how someone progresses. So you brought up a lot of really interesting things. One, I have an organization, which which I forgot about, has the dot. So if you're attending, <laughs> if you are part of the planning of an event, not necessarily calling out, but if people feel comfortable having the sticker to say that they're new, for them, people typically gravitate towards them. And that's helpful for that person to then feel welcome in into the event and watching how you did this person grow. But the idea of bringing somebody that's from even your organization, so bringing somebody from Sabre, maybe who's new in the HR role, come to this you know, event with me, we can go together, we can sit together, I can introduce you to people. So it's not only feeling welcome within Sabre, but here's, I'm invested in your professional development, come with me so you can meet these people. This might be something that's, that's helpful. And conferences and things happen all the time. Um, you know, inviting somebody to go with you, I think is, is a great, great way to get some one-on-one -on -one time, but also show that you're invested in their growth. Oh, I totally agree. I just remember taking one of my interns to Disrupt 
HR and disrupt HR is very different. And then I had to almost turn to her and said, just so you know, this is really, really different than the normal. But it, it was a great way for her to even see. And again, she has done wonderful in her career. I've been watching her career. And so I, I think you're right. It's just it just makes someone feel comfortable or someone who's trying to get in an HR role and they might have had some sort of background previous and they're trying to get into it. And that same thing, why don't you come to one of the chapter meetings and definitely introduce you. So that's why we're excited about starting up again all next year. And, uh, you know, hopefully we will have in-person events, but even when it was virtual at the summit and things like that, I had a student, I had gone to, um, I said to Arcadia, I will pay for one student for the summit. And, and that was, again, just personally. And I made sure that when I spoke to that student, I said, look at the names of the people, introduce yourself, say that you are you know, a student that's graduating in June. And, and she ended up doing that. So I think, again, sometimes you just need to know what to do. And by, by introducing someone to something like that, I think is helpful. And I especially think if you're younger or transitioning, you don't know the questions to ask or who to be connected to or what your options are. So you don't know how to start those things. So if somebody is already invested, that could you know have some light bulbs and they can meet somebody that way. And just working with different organizations, people are concerned or can't find diverse employees, but they're there and you're kind of mentoring them and sponsoring them, I believe, from college here's what we can have, here's what we can do. And then maybe they'll get higher within your organization. You're still sponsoring them and showing that you're investing in them and, and watching them grow. So thinking outside the box of we're having it, if you're working an event or you're going to one, I'd like to sponsor a high school student, a college student, you know, depending on what it is, an early professional and be there and, and help them and watch them and groom them as, as you kind of go forward. I think we forget about that part so many times. Yeah, I think so too. And and it's something that's easy, um, but maybe we just need to be reminded on the things that we could do. And I'm, I'm curious because this year has obviously been crazy. Are there things that you have learned throughout this time or that have worked for you to build those virtual relationships that you hope kind of continue as we move forward and things change and things start to open up? So the virtual relationships with, um, again, it would be somebody that's interested in HR or, or anything in reference to my group, my team. I mean, we have HR tag ups, um, my team that um, a department head, my supervisor had, you know, daily meetings. So we've just made sure that we're all connected. And so I think, again, those types of things are super, super important. I do feel that being uh, visible um, absolutely helps. My team didn't necessarily feel comfortable with that every day, and I had to respect that, and we didn't do that. Um, but I know that, you know, if I am speaking to someone, especially, you know, I'm meeting them for the first time, I absolutely come on camera and make sure that, you know, they can, they can see me, they can see that I'm interested in speaking to them, et cetera. And even if they don't want to be on camera, at least you can be, and then they can opt yes or no, which is good to set that precedent. Cause I think sometimes people are, oh, my hair or something's happening <laughs> in the background, right? So if you're like, I'm here, you know, I'm getting <laughs> together, that's big. Right. 
exactly. Can you explain what it is? Sorry, I didn't know what an HR tag up is. I don't think I've heard that oh, I just, phrase we just, before. Our meeting. Uh, uh, so oh, my okay. team itself. Um, one of the things that's going to be interesting with Sabre is that we just moved from Warrington to Warminster. And so our office is always going to be um, a combination of hybrid working. So my team, we still meet three times a week and we do these HR tag ups at nine o'clock. And when we do, it might, you know, everybody is in the office for one day out of my group. So it might be that Karen is in the office and the rest of us are virtual. But if depending on the day, it might be that I'm in the office and everybody else is virtual. So it's just, you know, our tag ups are just basically our, our daily meetings, but we don't have them every day. We probably have about three times a week. That's so funny because it that is what's going to happen if you're going into this hybrid workplace, you know, we're transitioning. It doesn't mean everybody's three days are going to be the same three days. So there's still in most organizations will still have this hybrid or virtual culture to some extent. So seeing what works and what didn't work is still important. You're not going back to how it was with everybody full time. I don't think for a long time, if that happens yeah. with many organizations. I agree. And we, again, all through COVID, we were on teams and we just will continue on. Oh, well, thank you so much, Evan. It's such a amazing words of wisdom. Would you be able to share? I really appreciate it. Would you be able to share with our audience the best way to, to reach out to you or to learn more about Sabre? Sure. So um, I am on LinkedIn. Again, it's um, Deb Kleiman, K-L-I-M-A-N. And my email, personal email is Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E dot Kleiman, K-L-I-M-A-N at gmail.com. And if they are interested in Sabre, um, I could direct them towards that as well. Perfect. Thank you. And Okay, Alyssa, thank you. <laughs> and to our audience, if you have any questions you want to be answered in a future episode, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Alyssa Carpenter. Until next time. Thanks again for listening. But did you know that you can leave me a voice message to answer any questions on an upcoming episode? Just go into the show notes and the link will be there at the bottom for you to send me that message. Have a great day.